Welcome back to the Next Up Podcast, the number one podcast you should be listening to, especially if it's Saturday morning. Nah, not anymore. New day. Yes, sir. On Monday, you know, I know this week is family day, so you don't have school today, but we're going bright and early, so I have something to listen to while you get ready for school. I know everything's in lockdown right now, but you know, you're just trying to brighten up the, the week start on a good foot uh so make sure you get your coffee your snacks get that breakfast bagel from tim hortons you know and let's get right into that so yes sir today today i'll be talking about since like i'm gonna call it like censorship but pretty much so about a week ago i was watching an anime and then i was looking at the anime and i'm like so they got like death like killings they got um relationships like pretty in-depth relationships and i was thinking like i've never watched like western culture television i was like yeah like you see a relationship in a tv show that would be like so odd or like it never really happened or if they would never speak like explicitly on the topic of death like someone would just disappear forever and I just found it like so odd that like it, things that are like real life events are like censored from television. I was just wondering like, do you think you guys remember like any examples kind of like that in television shows that you guys remember? Yeah, definitely. The first thing that comes to my mind is like Recess. You remember that show, the Disney show, the cartoon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that show, there was one episode where TJ and Spinelli, they, they freaking, it was like the whole episode was revolved around them two. And it, there was like a, a kiss at the end. And it was like the biggest deal for the whole school. And it was like the craziest thing was so unheard of that like two characters in a cartoon would kiss. And I was yeah. like, I don't even know. Yeah, that was, that was for sure. What I was going to say is like, um, for me, it's like, not only even just in like tv because that's been very apparent i would say even now like on like netflix you have like they always show like sex oh, scenes yeah. and, like shows that are like for kids but like even music i i feel like 2010 was like a line that like just i don't know if that's the exact year but like it just everything changed like back when i was a kid like music was saying like um what was a big song like uh sean kingston beautiful girls like mm-hmm. all these songs are like mm-hmm. talking about oh she's so beautiful or even now these that? songs are talking oh i'm went off no i was gonna say remember that song i think it was like was it akon and it was some um, sexy bitch but then they changed the whole they literally changed the whole lyrics of the song to sexy chick yeah. just so it could be like the mm-hmm. popular version mm-hmm. and yeah. and even akon has that song i want to love you you know the original version <laughs> is i want to yeah you. yeah yeah <laughs> Like they, I remember I heard that for the first time. Like I got grow, I got old, and I type in Akon, I want to love yeah. you, and all I hear, I want to fuck. Like, I'm like, what the, the, the fuck? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like I low key, I low key like the I want to love you version better, but like I was just confused, you know. Akon, Akon was on hit, bro. That nigga was horny. <laughs> and that man wanted his bag too, so he made sure he got. Money. <laughs> <laughs> I lie. Holy, yo! I actually, this is off topic, but I was watching a, a fucking video, 
And they were talking about how Akon is the biggest capper in the music industry <laughs> of all time. Because the bad, the badge track locked up, which was his first big song. Yeah. The man was capping about being locked up, fam. I was gonna say, this man... is where the man was never locked up. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He was on pro, bro. Wow. The man, every time he did an interview, he always said he was locked up for two years. But the man used to like steal whips. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I hope, I hope this is all facts. I don't want to cap out his name, but from the video I seen, the man said he used to steal whips, and like over time, he did like two years total. And I don't think it was, I think it was like house arrest. And he said, and I remember the music video. He's like, you know those ones when you're just locked up, you can't do anything. You Anyways, let me get back to censorship. That man was music. locked down. <laughs> Facts, bro. He wasn't locked up. <laughs> but yeah, music like has changed crazy. Now it's like drugs heavy, mm-hmm. um, sex heavy, even like kill, like, uh, like I, I want to kill myself, like heavy. Mm-hmm. Like rappers before they die, like talk about I want to kill myself or mm-hmm. I, I, I might OD on these drugs, and then it actually happens. Like I feel like there's a line that we passed, and it's like I feel like because it's everything like is so much easier to do. Like with technology, anybody can make a song from home. Like yeah. before, you had to pay somebody and an engineer. You would have to like I could make a song in my house, and it's just me. You know what I mean? So like the things I say can be more personal. You know what I mean? But like when mm-hmm. you record in a studio and everybody's watching you, it's kind of like, oh, I can't, I can't be my true self. Even if some people can, but like some people aren't as comfortable in that situation. And I, I feel like that might be a gap. I don't know. I can't exactly for like movies and stuff, but like. Yeah. I think, I I like think you actually. Oh. Continue my bad. But I was going to say, um, you actually brought up a really good point that I never really thought about in the switch. And once everything started moving away from centralized media to mm-hmm. more like personal media, everything got way more real. Mm-hmm. Like when everything was like when television, radio was like the only source of music, television was the only source of TV show shows like everything was so like censored. And it was like, you can't talk about this. You can't talk about this. You can't say this. You can't say this. You can't say this. Mm-hmm. But now, like you said, anyone could like release music. Anyone can make a TV show. Netflix, how many like Netflix things are like personal projects for some people that was posted re- like retrospectively after it's made. And it's like they just made it in whatever image they wanted to. If it was YouTube that it was going to be on, it was going to be on YouTube. If it was Netflix, it was going to be there. And I'm, I get like where some people could say maybe it's a little too far. But at the same time, I was never big on like how it was hidden. Because mm-hmm. I think the people that are struggling now are a product of how things were before. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine how lonely you feel when everything you see is like, no one talks about mental, like they never talked about mental health struggles in TV shows back in the day. Facts. So then those people watching those shows now feel like they're isolated and yeah. no one goes through this and this isn't normal. Meanwhile, like it's almost the complete opposite and just so many different things that make people isolate in society because everything around them represents a picture that wasn't even real to start with and um i think that's why like shows like 13 reasons why um always become so big because yeah people like me personally i never went through that but it helps me understand that more you know what i mean like how bullying can affect people more you know what i mean it's in in the open Mm -hmm. um 
this is kind of a tangent, but based on what you said, um, like we're a product of like past entertainment. Um, one thing like old hip hop fans have against music now is like, um, when I was when I was a kid, rappers always rapped about selling drugs, blah blah blah. Now these kids are all rapping about taking drugs. Well, if you think about it, who are these men selling the drugs to? Mm. You sold you sold the drugs, drugs to these exactly. <laughs> Man's were rapping. Kids, I don't give a fuck who I sold these drugs to. I'm about to make my money. You sold it to the kids. You know what I yep. mean? And then they're rapping about their life. They came up on drugs. You came up selling the drugs to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I feel like. I feel like that's also like a very misunderstood thing. Like these people actually low key, like not even low key. Some of them actually need a lot of help because they grew up in a bad environment. And the big people who are supposed to look out for the little people, especially, especially in like these troubled neighborhoods, most, most times like the older people are supposed to look out for the kids and not take advantage of them for money. So yeah, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like, or even, um, oh, sorry, but um, I remember it's like JIDK. It was a song that I remember it was like a while back, but essentially he said, um, like the drug dealers. Everyone would always talk about like glorify the drug dealers, mm-hmm. but the drug dealers were the ones causing families to have one parent households because either someone was getting arrested for using drugs or taking drugs. They'd be the reason why like killings in the family would be so reoccurring mm-hmm. they'd be like the reason for everything and it was just like a weird cycle of pain and imagine like the glorification of the destruction of the community <laughs> in music well well think about this mm-hmm. like um not to say anything bad about king von r.i.p but um there's a video on the internet i i actually love king von personally like his music is like I, I fuck with it heavy but there's a video of i think it's his nephew holding a water gun shooting it at, at the fucking camera saying fuck 63rd fuck 63rd like people are, are yeah it's probably that same thing probably having a king von when he was a kid like oh we can't fuck with those mm-hmm. guys doesn't matter why but we can't fuck with them like because of where you mm-hmm. live and you have to grow up with that so you grow up with a hatred to a place for a reason that you actually don't know you know what i mean and I feel like that happens a lot mm. in neighborhoods. Like, like right now, even in Toronto, there's there's blocks. There could be two close. I have two friends who played on basketball teams who are from two neighborhoods, and they will never be able to chill with each other again just because there's so much p- politics in their neighborhoods. Like, if one of them went to the other mm-hmm. person's house, and like somebody came up to them, oh, where are you from? Like that person could die. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is it's mm-hmm. chop because. Bro, we came. We grew up all playing sports together, doing something good with our lives. You know what I mean. And those those two people are not in trouble. Like yeah. they're not doing anything that's wrong. I'm just using those two people for an example. Like they could never chill together, just because of where yeah. they live, which is crazy. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's why well, for me, I think that's why it's really important for. Um, like this generation of music where everyone's really mm-hmm. open about the, the struggles in community self, like just around them is important because these issues have been going on, but we were only getting one perspective because that's what was allowed to be said. Now it's like what now people dealing with depression, like they're represented in music and 
I think music has actually directly increased people's sympathy as far as it comes to drugs. Because before, when people were dying of drugs, they're like, ah, like they need to do mm-hmm. make better choices because no one would no one would see celebrities exactly. who were like idols doing drugs because they would censor that. Like if the, a celebrity took cocaine, they would never let people know. But now that they let people know, it's like, oh, like this could be anybody. So we need to like make sure we take care of them. And even um, let's say like police brutality. I, I've i heard that in music from at least, let's say 2016 or 15 until now. And it's been taken more seriously the more and more mm-hmm. I hear it in music. Um, Drug dealings, like all neighborhood things. And I don't know, maybe there's any, any other areas where you've seen progress, maybe even in film or any other media form like radio i think that it's like it's just more normalized now to like have like politics in your like art form or creative industry whatever it is like there's always been talk Mm -hmm. about police brutality and like music Mm -hmm. like if you think about it like yeah. Even like Michael Jackson, NWA, all of those people had like stuff mm-hmm. about police brutality mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But now since it's like the the generation of media and how fast like you can mm-hmm. share something has like changed how people see issues. Like a song like, yeah, um, what is it? The Bigger Picture, which was like, like that song. Everybody knows that song because it, came out and it's all over the internet and it's like yeah but who really knows about like michael jackson they don't care about us he's talking about Mm -hmm. police brutality or like nwa f the police Mm -hmm. talking about police brutality but nobody really understands those because they're like so far back and they weren't like pushed the same way i think a big thing for those two is like the image like michael jackson they don't really care about us Think about how cryptic that song is because of the nature of how mm-hmm. big of a person he was. Like, if he, like, straight up and just said, like, police are killing people, like, they would have never let that song be big. But he kind of did, like, right? He, like, he, he says, like, he says in the song, I'm a victim of police mm-hmm. brutality. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check but, something. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. But, like, I, I, yeah, I get that. I still feel like it was a bit more cryptic than, like, how things are, like, portrayed now. And NWA, it was kind mm, of like definitely. the image. Like they had, they really yeah, gave them like, a bad image as far as like, oh, these aren't aren't good community members or anything. Or like, yeah. they like always trying to like tarnish them. Well, they called it gangster they, rap and gangsters are very like criminal. Exactly. And then now it's like someone like Jake, what's, I forgot what that J. Cole song is. The one where the, it's a video and it's um a police officer shooting. Oh, Neighbors? Yeah, Neighbors. Oh, no, not that one. Well, is it, yeah, is where that, they broke into his it? house? Where they break into his house? Yeah, they broke into his house and killed his daughter. That was a music video. Oh, shot his daughter. It was a video on like an actual event. Oh. Shot his daughter. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, hold on. Let me see this. What I was um, gonna. S- My bad. I'll let you guys finish this because I have another thought. N- but someone could go. I'll just check what the song name. Okay, well, we'll go back to his the pr- police brutality thing. Um, what I wanted to say is about like the drugs. Um, it's it's not really a hidden thing that like record labels give artists a lot of drugs so that they can be more creative. I feel like drugs obviously 
I wouldn't say they enhance your creative ability, but I would say they make you feel more loose so that you're and that being like being more loose helps you be more creative. But um mm-hmm. a lot of people now like um for example, Enali Chapa is a big advocate of like, oh, these labels will give you drugs so that you can make music. Even there's a lot of artists now that come out and say that like but back in the day like people who, who like there's Amy Winehouse no one knew that she was a crackhead or a crack yeah. addict sorry I, I don't I don't want to say crackhead but no one knew that she was like taking drugs you know what I mean like unless you're mm-hmm. in that scene you know what I mean so it's like yeah. back in the mm-hmm. day no one could really speak out about those things and that's another thing like yeah. that censorship was holding mm-hmm. all those things yeah. down and like now it's yeah. like no you can't do that to me anymore like I have a platform myself and it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of weird because if you go on Instagram, these artists actually have a way bigger like Drake probably has like I don't know how let's say a hundred million followers and he signed to Warner Music probably has like a million you know what I mean so yeah. Drake's word if Drake says tweet mm-hmm. something way more people are gonna see that than if Warner tweets something you know what I mean but back mm-hmm. in the day yeah the only mm-hmm. way Drake They're could always, say something is yeah. through Warner. So it's like exactly. It's like the whole yeah. thing so they kind could... of flipped, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. That situation kind of reminds me of uh, the get down a little mm-hmm. bit when um, Mylene was with That's... that producer. Oh yeah, and he was like, "That show is good." What did he say? He was like, "You want that the show like, is... disco, whatever," and he was like, "It's Quaaludes, yeah. like take it." Yeah, and she was like, "I don't do drugs." Like, yeah, <laughs> everyone does. <laughs> but back in the day, you you can't you can't you can't really say it. you have to take it, yeah. or else you're, you're not, not getting yeah, the deal. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Even even paid. some some girls they they link up with the wrong producer. Your track's not coming on unless you f yep. me. Like, bro, that's yep. that's messed up. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how. If you're good at singing, you should be able to sing. It shouldn't be you have to do mm-hmm. this to be able to do it. Like, bro, let the talent mm-hmm. speak for itself. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what I think. The first person that like really broke that down for me is um who's that singer that um has her hair cover her face? Sia. Yeah, like she yeah. she's the first person to like in my opinion, her and um the guy who wears a bucket on his head to DJ. They like made that like, oh, it's about my oh, music, not <laughs> my image. Like for, oh, yeah, but yeah. I guess Marshmallow still is kind of image based because his his bucket mm-hmm. looks sick, you know what I mean? But like yeah. he's like Dead Mouse or Dead Mouse yeah. Five. Yeah. But yeah, like Sia like Sia for me <laughs> is like mm-hmm. it's not about my image, it's about my music. And I feel like if yeah. every artist could do that, they would all do that, you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. it's hard to do that. Because mm-hmm. everybody's so judgmental nowadays. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they try to do that on on like singing competitions, like the voice. Yeah, where you're where not facing around, them. right? Yeah, so it's purely based on talent instead of like image and like star quality or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's purely based on talent and control. Do you guys, yeah, do you guys remember when, um, who was it? Um, but she was bigger and she was on American Idol and she lost, but then she had that song, It's No Air with, um, Chris Brown. She has that song, No Air with Chris Brown. But she was on American Idol and she didn't Jordan win. Jordan Sparks? Yeah, it was Jordan Sparks. Is it Jordan Sparks? Was yeah. it Jordan Sparks? It was somebody who was on American Idol, though. Is it? And they didn't win. I remember that. But, like, 
I swear Alicia Keys was on American Idol too. Was she? Or am I tripping? No, Anyways. I don't think so. I think it was Fantasia. I think Fantasia is like the biggest person who ever came off American Idol. True. But did um, you find actually. That... Oh, wait, no, say what you're going to say. I said, did you find the thing off Police? Actually, yeah, yeah that's interesting exactly what I was going to say. It was a <laughs> Crooked Smile video, actually. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, a tribute to Ayana Stanley Jones, seven year old girl from Detroit who was shot and killed by a police officer in 2010. When they raided their house for drugs, but it was just like a regular family. So That's yeah, R.I.P. For real, R.I.P. But yeah, um, I, I think like it's really the way they like people are allowed to express themselves now is just much freer. Like even back in the day, even if you did make a song about something, you you didn't really have a choice of your personal image. Like they branded you what you are. And then if you tried to escape that, then they tried to tarnish your name. But now you could just, like you said, your Instagram is bigger than a lot of these, like artists Instagram is bigger than their labels. Mm-hmm. Like as far as their reach and people like, do any of us follow Warner? No, no, nope. <laughs> we, we probably follow <laughs> artists from Warner though. Bro, so, I'm more likely to follow OVO than Warner. Exactly. That's how bad it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like gotten so decentralized. So for me, I think um, it was really interesting just seeing that because that anime I was watching was like really old. But thinking back, I'm like, man, the censorship, like progress that we've made from when we were kids to where everything is now, I'm really impressed. And I'm just glad that like reality is starting to be the focus in like the greater um specter of media and if anybody else has anything else to say before we wrap this up wrap it up then one last thing i just think again (laughs) (laughs) one thing is like we kind of already said this but like how like pretty much anybody can do anything like you can just make a youtube video and it can get like a million views so like and that video, it can be like so real. Like it can literally be a day in your life. So like, that's how it like has definitely changed how our media has been portrayed. Like, and like even like reality TV shows have like impacted how we can consume media and like what is portrayed on like actual television. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> yeah freedom to the people and now we're gonna get some words from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back what does it mean to me next up we could tell you you have to be bold courageous focused driven But we'd rather show you. What's up, podcast gang? It's your boy, Next on Mitch. If you didn't know, my song On My Way slash Freaky is out now. Go stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever you get your songs off. You know the vibes. I'm on the road, 
on my slides Corona with lines Just to pass the time Quarantine and chill Netflix watching well Trying to get you freaky Back it up like BB Make you dripping heat Let me taste that BB And thank you to our sponsor for that incredible incredible ad on to the next section of the podcast okay so i was watching or i guess just scrolling through through tiktok (laughs) as i as i always do to pass pass the time (laughs) (laughs) i stumbled across um one of the the pages i follow actually because their clips are actually sick. It's the Jumpers Jump podcast. <laughs> and um, they're like a Toronto-based podcast. They have a lot of followers now. I think they mainly blew up on TikTok. And then they their followers followed them to, to I guess, Spotify, Apple, whatever. Yeah. But in one of their clips, they were talking about, like, conspiracies. And I was like... Yeah, we need to get some more conspiracy <laughs> on the next podcast. So, pretty much, I'm going to read it off my phone because I wrote it down. And that's the only way I'm actually going to make okay. sense. So, pretty much the theory. I've I've had this for a long time. And, like, <laughs> I've thought about it, like, since I was, like, a youth, like, since I was a kid. Pretty much, like, what if? when you're sleeping when you're dreaming you're in like a whole nother life with like a whole other consciousness mm-hmm. but you aren't aware of it you're not like fully aware of it so like a whole new conscience or like a whole new soul enters your body while you're sleeping and the like so in your dream life you don't remember the real life like your living life like right now mm-hmm. but then when you're in this life you remember the dream life a little bit because the conscience is stronger does that make Mm. sense Mm. so like your dreams are a whole nother life with a whole other conscience Mm -hmm. but then when you come back into like awake life your conscience remembers some of the dream life because it's it's like more powerful in your body or whatever I don't know if that's like some next shower thoughts or like what do you think? So you're living like two lives essentially. Yeah. And you get like uh the memories kind of stay once they mm. come back to this body. Yeah. Cause like if you think about it, like in your dreams, sometimes they're based on like reality, but a lot of the times your dreams are just like so whack. And like the things that happen can only happen in like an alternate universe mm-hmm. like they can't happen in this universe that we live in so i don't know what do you you think that's like a plausible <laughs> <laughs> there's only one there's, there's one major fly i see okay i'm not gonna say only one because <laughs> but, there, but there's one major fly i see okay. like for for this per like for my soul that's that's awake right now to be done like it's me in power you know what i mean like i have to Mm -hmm. go to sleep you know what i mean 
And for mm-hmm. me to start with this all again, I just have to wake up. Like, my whole body would be working for this soul. And, like, the only mm-hmm. soul could ever be activated if this soul lets it. You know what I mean? Because potentially I could never sleep. I will probably die. <laughs> but I would never sleep. And, <laughs> like, that soul would never be activated. You know what I mean? That's, like, the mm-hmm. major fly I see with that. Okay, fair enough. It would be interesting to think about, though. Because... The thing is, like, let's say, the thing is, you got to speculate. So I'm going to speculate real hard right here. Let's say time, <laughs> okay, yeah. time's like relative. So we think there's 24 hours in a day. Because like the, the thing that'd be weird is why would you live multiple lives in an eight hours span, pretty much, mm-hmm. while you live a regular life in 16 hours or so? Just like it feels like regular. Yeah. So let's say what if in the dream world, like, let's say like this is a dream life right now so it feels like 16 hours we're awake but this is just like one dream and then we go to other dreams and like and then you kind of get lost because like which one's the original <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. or if for, when you go into like the dream life it's not on a parallel time level so a uh, parallel timeline so they're not moving at the same time they're like yeah. moving so like when you when you go to sleep then you're actually like jumping into a different timeline that's mm-hmm. not running at the same time. So like maybe you go to sleep at 8.30 p.m. and somebody else goes to sleep at 10.45 p.m. Mm-hmm. When you go to sleep at 8.30, you enter the dream life at say seven. When they go to sleep at 10.45, they enter the dream life at seven. So they start at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> That could work. What I was gonna say <laughs> off off what Nosa said, like um and we said this kind of a bit back, like I think when Matthew was on, like two people, like for all I know is Ben could be moving at a turtle speed right now, but his perception of it is this yeah. is mine, and I only see him moving as fast as I see him moving, you know what I mean? So like when you mm-hmm. have dreams, mm-hmm. like every most people have a lot of dreams in one night and it's like feels like it's fast forwarded because you can't really remember the story you know what i mean but maybe if you're in that soul like it was really slow but for us to perceive it it would have to be so much faster does that make sense Mm -hmm. Mm. so yeah that's that's a way i could see it being as plausible if if you add all those things that i guess we kind of said i could see it being plausible but Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm buying it yet. actually so another factor i kind of um didn't take in so there was a time where I would be like, um, like you, where you log your dreams to try and help with uh, lucid yeah. dreaming. So when I was doing that, the more you log your dreams, the more real time they feel. Really? So I remember there was this one, yeah, there's this one dream in a span of, because I kind of like, like kind of when you wake up a little bit in the night, but you go back to sleep, it was like a two and a half hour dream Sheesh. that felt like, two years <laughs> like it was a two-year like timeline and i specifically remember it because it was like a really odd timeline where this guy's in inception every- bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah was it was like oh, my everyday man. regular life which is kind of what confused me it was like my everyday regular life and then just randomly out of nowhere i won the lottery and i was hyped like in the dream i was and you I know i was like already planning shit out and then I went to sleep. This is like, and this is spanning two years. I was literally just living a normal life for like 
two years and then out of nowhere something really big happened and it it felt like it was just slow and mundane and like it it was so normal the timeline felt normal you know how dreams sometimes there's so much action that's kind of what makes it feel fast yeah like these dreams lack so like any action so they felt normal and then as soon as action happened then i woke up and then it was and then like it felt the emotions of that dream and i was like I know I'm you still woke up. Like, you know? <laughs> that was <Yeah>. cheese. <laughs> this guy like said, that reminds. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, I actually got up. This guy pulled the Remy. Did I have to? <laughs> Remy, <laughs> Remy, sit. Speak. Fuck. Good boy. Remy, wake up. <laughs> sit. Speak. Fuck. <laughs> That's how woke up, fam. Nah, but that reminds me, like when you wake up from a dream, you ever wake up from a dream and like you need to do the thing that's happening in the dream? Like you ever wake like in your dream you're like going to the bathroom mm-hmm. and then you wake up and you're like, Oh, I have to pee. Like really <laughs> bad. Like I'm about to pee. Like that used to happen to me all the time. I, I had like this reoccurring dream where I'd go to a this dirty bathroom like the bathroom was gross it was like brown everywhere and like stains everywhere and i'd go to this urinal it was the only urinal and it was like really low but it was full and so i'd start peeing in it and then it would overflow and then i'd wake up and have to pee and it happened like at least once a week like it was crazy oh, i was like nah i feel that because when i was a youth and like if I if I started peeing in the dream, I was peeing in real life. So like whenever I got close to the washroom, I just woke up because I was not trying to piss the bed. Bro. You know, I yeah. feel like the mind does that because even like mm-hmm. um not even too long ago, like last summer, there was like a span. And the thing is, like it's like almost like a subliminal. I'd be dreaming and it would just be water, but it's always water falling. So it'd be like a waterfall or something. Then for no reason, I'll be. I'll just wake up suddenly and be like, yo, I need to take a piss. <laughs> like, <laughs> that <should> be that. <laughs> but then I think that's the weird part. I got to the point now where sometimes my dream gives me cues for like real life. Mm-hmm. I remember sure. yesterday, I think I was taking a nap and I was supposed to call someone at like a certain time. And then in my dream, it literally reminded me, you have to do something. <laughs> then I woke that's up. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know dreams uh, are weird man but like maybe that's somebody else's life you know right maybe it isn't. like maybe. what if what if that was that's the timeline the cut off for like that other life you know what I mean yeah, it's like oh yeah. shit you gotta go back to your regular life because <laughs> there's events yeah. happening in that one and imagine you know how everybody goes pee before they go to bed imagine they're taking that piss and they're about to mm-hmm. fucking leave the soul because it's the next body's turn to come in so it's like a exactly. on both sides. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you never know. Like, okay, that kind of reminded like the movie Inside Out. You know that movie? <laughs> Whoa, bro. I was thinking about Inside Out because when she has the dreams, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to say it. But yeah. if I- <laughs> no, but when, <laughs> when she has the dreams, there's like a whole like staff support inside mm-hmm. her head, mm-hmm. like putting on the production of the dream. That movie's and like her emotions are still in her head. Some of them are asleep, but some of them are like on dream duty. Mm. So they have to they have to like program her dreams and like watch her dreams and make sure 
she doesn't wake up or mm. whatever. But Shout like, out to Before Christmas when I made All Man's Watch That. No, because I never seen What was it? After the podcast? I swear you were there. I was there. Maybe? I'm saying before that, I never no, seen I'm it. No, I'm saying Ben. Yeah, he was. I've seen that movie bare times. Oh, what? I'm saying you were there? I swear you were yeah, there. Yeah, he was there. I don't know. It was when Secret Santa Day, I think. Nah. Oh, yeah, I was there. Secret was... Santa Day, Wait. we watched Elf. It was one of the days oh, that yeah. my mom made us watch oh, the fucking the Hallmark, Hallmark movies. <laughs> uh, my mom's addicted yeah. to those. Maybe in an alternate <laughs> life, she's not. Those are so No, I think trash. I watched Inside Out with, <laughs> with you. Funny. I know we watched it with Matthew. Yeah, yeah I Matthew think I was, was there, there too. Sure. You were there, bro. For sure. Because we're yeah, doing a podcast know. here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think I, I've seen all the Pixar movies. Shout out know. Soul. That movie was there. I, I I'm, seen... I'm watching Coco. Still. Oh, you watched Soul? Oh, actually, when this comes out, I'm going to have watched Coco. <laughs> that movie. have you ever taken it there's there's a lot of death in pixar movies yeah disney, that movies, disney pixar movies but like disney's fake soul he dies he dies uh kind of kind of he like half dies don't don't expose a movie um, if you if if you're watching oh, this podcast sheesh. Don't watch Soul until after after this podcast so over because <laughs> no we got some good topics going on. Okay, right I won't now, talk like, about Soul. Why? So just tell me after because I don't care about spoilers. <laughs> that movie is there's a not even there. <laughs> hmm? There's I, not I even there that they die. I don't even know. I was thinking <laughs> of The Lion King. That's not even a Pixar movie. What's he say? That's Pixar. <laughs> Incredibles. <laughs> no one does. No one does. Nah, all the superheroes with capes die. They're all dead in <laughs> Wally. <laughs> they're nah, they're on the Axiom. <laughs> oh yeah, this guy knows the whole timeline. I don't know the timeline. I'm not gonna cap. I haven't. I haven't seen Barry the Pixar movies. Have you seen Wally? No. Well, <laughs> that would be well, I, easy. I know what happens in Wally. That's 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 a robot who always has that little cube, right? Cube. Of their, he carries of like a, a plant. He collects yeah. like human like memorabilia. Doesn't he work much. at like a fucking yeah. landfill? Yeah, he's one of like the trash compacting robots who's supposed to clean up the earth. And so he turns the them, he turns the garbage into squares, right? Into cubes. Yeah. Okay, that's mm. what I remembered. So you know, I yeah. came for bear bit, but at least I remember. <laughs> so I barely remember that movie. It's been so long since I seen. Yo, I watched I, too I, much Pixar. <laughs> I was gonna watch all the Pixar movies, but then I was like, Nah, I'm 23 still. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but like, yeah. I can't lie, I did it when I was 19. So, <laughs> bro, I can't even watch movies like that. Like, not even just because, like, like if bro, I watch anime, so it's not like it's childish or anything. But I just can't watch movies like that. <laughs> the the thing is for me for that, like what's that what's you know that movie where um it's like an Asian mother it's like an eight minute short film and she makes dumpling oh bow yeah, yeah that movie is gold bro those Pixar movies crazy. I fuck with like when yeah, it has a shorts. message like Soul Inside Out and you guys were telling me yeah. Coco is like that too no yep so those a ones I'm gonna fuck like with Wally's like that. Kind of. Wally's about Wally. Wally's about saving the earth. You know, I don't. I don't really care about none of that, bro. I'm trying to save humans. Save the earth. <laughs> I'm not Yo, even Elon trying to save humans. To I'm, trying to, I'm trying to tap into emotions. <laughs> but yeah, fair yeah. enough. 
But yeah, there's a whole Pixar theory kind of off topic. But um Nah, it's a it's an alternate Bro, who knows? Maybe your other soul is living in the Pixar universe. Bro. In the Pixar universe, mm-hmm. maybe. That's why he, he, that. he says he, he's trying to figure it out, so he's forcing you to, <laughs> to watch it all. <laughs> in your subconscious, you just fucking watch. <laughs> nah, mine is living in the Marvel Pixar. universe for sure, bro. <laughs> Have you figured out that, that time travel stuff yet? Because <laughs> that's still well confusing. <laughs> Me? Nah, bro. I leave, yeah. I leave that up to Matthew, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all, Matthew. Have you watched WandaVision? No, I can't. We watched it that one day at your thing. Yeah, I've only seen the first two episodes. <laughs> Same. I watched I'm the first sure two that. that day. It looked trash. Everybody's saying it looks greasy <laughs> now. I'm not going to be one of those mans that's like fucking a Golden State Warriors fan. Um, I'm not hopping on the bandwagon. Hop on the bandwagon. Like that's not me. You know what I mean? I already said it's trash. I can't hold my L. Like I'm, I'm stubborn. I'm, stubborn. I'm not gonna. Lie. I'm mad stubborn, but that's well stubborn. <laughs> I don't care, bro. That movie, you know, it looked trash. And I didn't pay for the Disney Plus. I'm not a snake like everybody else. Last, okay, bro. Pre this, this is off topic. But last year, bro, there's three men who have Disney Plus. Well, there's four of us. I pay, say, I pay a fourth of it, right? Bear people start start hopping on the, the Disney Plus for free, fam. I'm like, so, and then man started paying, but they only paid like one sixth of it. So I'm like, bro, where's my guap, bro? I just, so so this year I was like, I'm not paying because I told you already, I'm stubborn, you know. <laughs> but like, I can't use it because I'll feel bad, even though they used it for free too. But like. Disney Plus, bro. I still don't have Disney Plus. It's low key elite. I'm not gonna lie, but it is still. There's nothing on there for me, (laughs) bro. When I first got it, I was watching all the Family Channel shows over, like the old shows. You know what's funny? I was watching all the ones that I liked. I already watched them in like 2017. (laughs) They were. I said 2017. Yeah. yeah, 2017, I just went on a spree of watching old cartoons that I like. So I watched Sorry. all of them. <laughs> That's lit. From first, like from first episode to last. So like now that it's not even appealing to me. Nah, kid shows definitely hit Sweet. different when you're when you're grown, fam. Because there's low-key bare jokes for like the parents that have to watch them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And low-key, there's I bear... There's, and that's so Raven? Oh, my yeah. goodness. But, but there's bear sneak <laughs> bitches, too. Like, what's popping right yeah. now on TikTok is the fucking Corbin Blue's dad. The man was paging his dad. His dad literally oh, said... Yeah. A lie. I think we ran out of milk. Like, oh. <laughs> bro. <laughs> he was about to cut. Bro. Everybody knows... <laughs> When a black kid has has no father, the go-to joke is, "My dad's going to get milk, like milk, milk and he's never coming back." <laughs> so when this kid man really put get that milk, in I'm the like, movie, yeah. bro, <laughs> man yelled at his dad. His dad left the room. I think we ran out of milk. We're <laughs> <laughs> violating. That's, That's what I'm saying. I'm like, damn, man's about to have no parents. <laughs> yeah. That movie was greasy too. Jump in, holy! Oh that was in Jump in. Yeah, it was Jump in. I oh, thought I it was, thought in that was in High School Musical. High School Musical. Nah, nah, nah. 
I don't think he had a dad in high school music or he wasn't in the in the show. Actually, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. They yeah. violated the man for <laughs> every move. <laughs> Yo, but since we're talking about Corbin Blue, this is super off topic, but every time Corbin Blue's name gets brought up, it just reminds me of Matthew. Cause Ben, I know Bye. you know his his shit line. You're not Corbin Blue, so don't jump in. I've never heard never. him say that. What? what? You never heard him? Say where he says that. That's he so says bad. that every time, every time somebody <laughs> comes in in the fucking combo, he'll be like, "You're not Corbin Blue, so don't jump in." And then after that, he'll be like, "This is an A B conversation, so see yourself out." <laughs> I've heard that one. Every That's time ass. I'm like, "Yo, those are so cringy." <laughs> that shit. So <laughs> like, so A B. <laughs> But he rates them, bro. So serious, <laughs> so much. He's the type to use the pickup lines. <laughs> <laughs> bro, every time it actually kills me, bro. Next time he's on 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 the podcast, I'm applying pressure. I'm asking him about these because he stays. Or just say it. Ask it. Ask a question, and then and then one man will go. You're not, You're not Corbin Blue, 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 so don't so jump, jump in. in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. That looks like a good place to wrap up this section. So wrap it Stay up. Stay tuned. Then. I was trying to, but you so rudely interrupted me. Dreams. And dreams. <laughs> Stay tuned for a message from our sponsor. Peace. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Next Up Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Nosa, and I want to let you guys know, if you would like to support me personally, you can catch me streaming on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash nextupsosa. I'm working on getting my affiliate status on the streaming platform, so please follow and tune into all of my streams. Also, if you could follow my gaming pages at nextupg on instagram and twitter all support and follows are very appreciated thank you and enjoy the rest of the show yo what's up it's ben thanks for tuning into the podcast hope you're enjoying the episode i want to take just a second to shout out my socials at b mxtch underscore photography on instagram if you need any headshots profile pictures anything like that hit me up also my youtube is linked in the bio of all of my instagrams starting a new series called good food better with ben and if you're hearing this it means it's out right now if you want to cook with me or like food go check it out thank you peace Yes, sir. Thank you for um, the sponsor from <laughs> the ad from our sponsor. <laughs> the sponsor from whoever sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get right into this. Um, well, actually, first, because we didn't say this earlier, uh, I just wanted to say yesterday was Valentine's Day for anybody who was alone. Happy Valentine's Day. There's a lot of love in your life. Um, for anybody who was with their partner, congratulations. Keep that going strong. And just remember, it's not about always the material things in in the relationship. It's more about, like, actual love that you guys have together. So 
make sure that bond is strong rather than the materialistic one. Um, there's a lot of shitty boyfriends who will buy you a lot of gifts, and there's a lot of amazing boyfriends who don't have a lot of money. So, um, or boyfriends or girlfriends, yeah. or whatever whatever you're interested in. Uh, so just make sure that the actual love is there. But um, let's get right into this. So um, everything that we do is off the top for the other two people. So when it's my topic, these two don't know what I'm saying. When it's Ben's topic, me and Nosa don't know. When it's Nosa, it's, it's the same thing. So um, I want to see what these guys uh, have to say. Uh, I want to talk about taking risks in all aspects, all aspects of life, whether it's going for a new job, whether it's going after a that you like for a long time. Um, what's your guys' stance on how many risks you take and, like, if you kind of want to challenge yourself to take more, take less, like, what are your guys' thoughts on that? <clears throat> as far as uh, risk-taking, <clears throat> I go pretty hard on risk because it's like, why? Why not? At the end of the day, if I think the big thing that I always hear, because a lot of people who are, like, let's say, risk-averse in life decisions, like, I don't take risks, like, I don't bet money very often like i won't take a risk mm-hmm. like that but like trying something that maybe is out of my reach comfort just zone. in an attempt to achieve something new because at the end of the day i've never heard anyone say i regret chasing or like taking a risk because mm-hmm. if it fails like you kind of already expected it to fail <clears throat> but if it succeeds like that's something that you accomplish that you may like you really may not have thought you could achieve but mm-hmm. i've always heard people be like I wish I took this risk. I wish I took that risk. And like, I think a fear failure is like really big at the end of the day. Like for me, it's at the end of the day, like you're going to fail like a bunch. Like if you're not ready to fail thousands, maybe even millions of times in your life, mm-hmm. then you're not going to achieve much either. Cause at the end of the day, you think, everyone who's been amazing at something you think they succeeded every single time along the way the biggest companies in the world they had one like really great success and probably 10 times the amount of failures of successes that they have but at the end of the day they're still some of the largest companies microsoft microsoft just dumped their streaming service like a year ago but they took the chance because they thought this is a growing market. Maybe we can make something of it. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out. They still got Microsoft OS. They're still good. But if it took a risk to get to where they are, and it's going to take multiple risks to keep progressing. So my thing is, if you can't take a risk, can't take the risk, you won't progress. A big quote Mm -hmm. that, um, my bad, Ben, I'll let you go after this quote. Um, A big quote, Mm -hmm. like I hear from a lot of successful people is like, my biggest failure was my greatest success. And I've heard LeBron say that. I've heard like a lot of more celebrities. I can't say off the top of my head, but I remember distinctly LeBron saying that after the Dallas championship that he lost, like mm-hmm. him playing so bad in the finals turned him into who he is now. And we all know who LeBron is legacy wise. Not going to debate if he's the goat or yeah. not, but like we know what LeBron did with his career and it's still going. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in terms of risk, I have like. <laughs> so many things like around my room and like clothing items that like mm-hmm. they're from yesterday. So it's like they have their seek discomfort line, which is like 
it's one of like the things that I, I try to say to myself every day. It's like the greatest things in your life are like just on the other side of like your comfort zone. You can't learn anything without like expanding your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and so like the biggest thing that I want to do, like at least right now is travel, which is like super hard right now. But like, I guess right now I'm saving up to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So like me, by me dropping out of school just to work full time is like a huge risk, but I know it's going to pay off because I'll be able to do what I actually want to do when it's safe to do so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that's, that's kind of like the biggest risk and kind of like ongoing, like risk that's, that's happening in my life right mm -hmm. now. And um, I'd say for me, like, we'll see how it works. Oh, my bad, my bad. Were you going to keep going? Oh, no, I'll go, go. I'd say like for me, like a lot of times in my life, I haven't taken risks, but then there's always been moments where I like, oh, okay, I'm doing this. And it's just like spontaneous, I would say. So it's more spontaneous when I take risks. And a big thing for me is like, I want to start instead of like doing spontaneous risks that have positively worked up worked for me like um dropping out of ryerson was like an impulse decision like my uncle passed away and one of the last things that he told me was to chase my dreams and he passed away and i dropped out of school you know what i mean so it's like kind of an impulse decision that has worked out for me positively but one thing that i want to start doing is more calculated risks like oh you're really good at this so you should focus on this more. And that's kind of what I've been doing through quarantine um, is like, um, I want to rely on music to be my job. So um, right now I'm on serve because my part-time job is done. But once it opens back up, I'm not going back. Um, I want to focus all my energy. Right now I work eight hours a day on just music so I can treat it like a full-time job. That's more of a risk because there's no money coming in that's like guaranteed. You know what I mean? Um, so it's more of a calculated risk. And I want to start taking on more of that. And I want to go even further to like opening up a place where I actually have to pay, support something through my dreams. And like, I feel like those are the type of things I'm reaching for more. But yeah, what about your guys? Like we talked a lot about career. What about risks that you guys have taken that aren't like so career based? If you guys don't mind talking about that. Like it could be about like stock market. It could be about like, a relationship, um, anything, a sport. Um, actually, uh, recently, <clears throat> pretty much, um, we all, well, you know, um, we got, we all are pretty much opening Quest Trade accounts. Yeah. So pretty much, I just essentially finished my process in doing that, mm -hmm. and my goal is pretty much recently I've been spending. The market opens at nine nine a.m. I've been spending pretty much 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day just browsing through stock market, Yahoo Finance, just like getting into a habit of it because like I'm going to just try and make daily trading like an actual legitimate part of my life Jeez. for at least like make it a decent because I I got lucky with having a few flow, different flows of revenue come in. And I'm, I was looking for a way to use it. So I'm like, why not try this? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's like I'm getting $1,000 per month, essentially, just because why not do something with mm -hmm. that? So uh, I, I 
took that. So starting Monday, essentially, or not Monday, because it's not open Tuesday. Starting Tuesday, the well, technically it is open. The market the, is open on Monday in the states. Oh yeah. Is it a holiday in okay. the states? Yeah. I think they did. If it is, then then not. But if it's not a holiday, that, then it is. It's like the Canadian market is yeah. for sure. Yeah. Is it a holiday? I think it is. It might be Presidents' Day. I forget. Yeah. So then, pretty much, that's gonna be the biggest. Well, why are we saying on uh, Monday, bro? Today, 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 today. today. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Monday today. I already did it. I, I started. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't in in terms of risks and like personal life. I guess just like mm-hmm. putting trust into a person who you don't like. You obviously know, but they're not like like your family like you know your family like marcus i know you because we mm-hmm. grew up together like i've known you for 20 years 21 years and you kind of know what i'm gonna do to a mm-hmm. situation exactly right? but putting your trust into somebody who maybe is newer in your life is has been scary to me mm-hmm. for the first like 20 years of my life it's still scary to me like i am mm-hmm. I'm a very independent person. So putting trust into somebody else into a relationship is like the hardest thing for me. But I think I've, mm-hmm. I'm kind of learning how to do that to a certain degree recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I f- those, My bad, you can go. Were you going to say something? I was say those are always tough, but like, you know, say what you want to say. Oh, I was going to say like, I kind of agree with that because um, for me, well, Nosa knows, like, when I was a youth, like, <laughs> there's one thing that I used to like, like, heavy. And, like, this guy can talk about, like, a, a story that happened at exhibition, but, like, we're not going to talk about that day. <laughs> Basically, that even that whole, that whole relationship was, like, it was yeah. not it. So, like, I didn't really, like, I don't really, like, trust people that easy unless I know them for a while. Like, not mm-hmm. a lot of people know about my life. And even even on Instagram, I have a page that has a, like more followers. I don't talk to no one on that page. Like right now, it has seven like seventeen DMs that I got today, and I'm I'm not even I'm not even gonna open them until I do my poll. And then I'm gonna have to talk to all the people that talk about my poll because I do that daily. But I'm not trying to talk to, like mm-hmm. I talk to the people on my personal IG because like those are the people I trust. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. a big thing for me has been like, oh, I wanna be open to being uncomfortable being comfortable when i'm uncomfortable and that i think that comes from my basketball coach because he used to say that a lot like yep. when we were playing basketball i know ben's heard that for sure like every time we were in practice he'd be like oh this practice i'm left-handed so he'd be like all practice you're dribbling with your right hand you're only allowed to do right hand layups my dad used to make actually it's funny because in our backyard we had a basketball net and the whole left side of the backboard was broken and all of us were left-handed except for my littlest brother who's right-handed so when we played him you only could do layups on the right-hand side with it which is your which was mine and ben's weak hand right so it's Mm. like it's kind of funny how like yeah you're uncomfortable doing something but like 
that helps you so like helps you elevate so much more you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like kind of like taking in all of that knowledge that i had from the past and like obviously it does a lot of like soul searching and stuff like that and we have to be open to the right moment and be lucky with timing but um i feel like sometimes taking risks especially if you calculate them can be like one of the most beneficial things to have in your life um definitely yeah well because you can't really you can't really accomplish anything new without taking a risk Mm -hmm. like again like if you if you're always doing the same thing yeah you can get really good at it Mm -hmm. but you're gonna get bored Mm-hmm. so you need to expand kind of what you're doing so everything is so it's like you're getting new information new like stimuli i guess mm-hmm. or else you're just going to be living mm-hmm. like a boring repetitive life and i'd say that's a big thing for me because like when i started in music even like i was like i'd only rapped and then i went to school and i learned how to make beats and i'd say that's like what i'm known for doing right now is like making beats and then I learned how to start editing music. Then I made a podcast. You know what I mean? So it's like, I like to do a lot of different things that are like, kind of surround. Like if I could have a podcast, I was just talking about music. out bro. <laughs> and I got paid to do that. That would be my dream <laughs> job. But also if I could go on tour and manage mm-hmm. an artist, that would be another dream job of mine. You know what I mean? If I could go and rap on stage, that would be a dream job mm-hmm. of mine. So there's a lot of things that it's, it's kind of like, I'm in love with music, so there's a lot of things around it that just attract my eye. And, like, what's what's the difference of me um, putting myself out there and a thing that might be a bit less that I want to do that I would still love? But, like, why not mm-hmm. take that risk just because it's not the perfect thing? You never know who you're going to meet at a certain situation. Like, me going to an event... Um, for music where I'm managing an artist could make me make a connection for me to be an artist that I can use that connection. You know what I mean? So like all your risks are kind of like encompassed together. And if your path is meant for you, I feel like it will always in a way circle back to that. And yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. been like a big thing for me. So kind of in, in my whole yeah. life, like 360 lately. But yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, um, I forgot who it was, but it was like, uh, it was like a a speaker on philosophy, and it's it was by a psychologist, and they were pretty much just speaking about um, fulfillment, and they said mm-hmm. the only way you'll ever feel fulfilled is if you push yourself. So if you never push yourself, like you just keep staying within a box of what you can do and what your abilities are, you'll never feel mm-hmm. fulfilled. Like even if you go very far, because at the end of the day, you can only go so far when doing like one thing realistically. Like mm-hmm. imagine, think about artists who aren't good at marketing, who aren't good at and like have no business skills. They're just like a pure artist, no other skills they can't even make it as far as Drake. They'll never make mm-hmm. it as far as Drake, even if they were like just musically better. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. that's that one skill set only takes you so far. So you're going to have to reach into all these different places to achieve more success. And mm-hmm. not even just more success, but more fulfillment. 
because at the end of the day, like, there's so many things that are really a risk. Like, almost everything we do is a risk. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as it's, like, it's in a progress way. It's, like, some people's, like, taking a chill or having children, that's a risk. Getting into a relationship, mm-hmm. that's a risk. Going to school and not going to school, that's a risk. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's, like, what you go for can be crucial. How happy you are with what you do, where you go could be crucial for you. Like, there's so many mm-hmm. aspects of everything. It not going what your plan is, like, everything is a risk. But then I think the big thing is the risk comes from when you're taking it yourself. Like you think about it through. Because if someone mm-hmm. just made a plan for you and then your goal was just to execute it, you wouldn't feel fulfilled, even if it was a great plan. Because at the end of the day, it's one, it's not really what you want because someone else wrote it for you. And two, even if it was close to what you want, you didn't f- experience the struggles of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. you didn't go through the journey of understanding like what it takes to be where you are and like it just kind of was smooth sailings mm-hmm. and that's kind of like for me the whole pursuit thing because last year my whole thing was um my issue was always like getting stuck so I'd always think of a new thing I want to do and then I'd overthink it to the point where I don't execute it like 2020 so or 2019 like 20 was it 2020? I think I remember I was talking to you and Cheyenne about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think it was well, 2020. Yeah, that was like beginning of the year. Like early quarantine, yeah. no? Mm-hmm. So then that was like my whole thing. It's like just do it. Because like I had all these ideas that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the most fulfilling year last year. This year already feels really fulfilling because like I'm trying new things that last year, if I ever like said like, would I be trading daily while doing everything else I'm doing? I didn't really think about it, but I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, it would be smart. I'd always think about it, like I'm literally making plans for it last year as if I was going to do it, but I wouldn't do it because I'm like, but I got to do this and I got to do this. And just taking these risks at the end of the day, like they're all calculated. Mm-hmm. Like just being real, I plan, I over plan. I'll even make an in-depth plan and not do something like that's what I used to be, how I used to be. I can make a great plan that mm-hmm. will probably work and not do it. So I'm just like, hey, why not take the risk? I think even for me, like when I when I drop music, that happens because I feel like the reason why you make that plan but don't do it is like the fear of, or oh, how are how is everybody gonna react to it? Like a, a mm-hmm. big thing with with me on my page right now is like, oh, I don't want to post because I don't want to bother the people that follow me. Bro, they follow me for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? They follow yeah. me to see what I'm doing. You know, if they didn't want to follow me, they wouldn't follow me. Like they can click unfollow. You know what I mean? So that was yeah. that's a big thing for me. Even even when I'm saying that, that's still a big thing. Like I still am conscious of what I post. You know what I mean? Um, but like a big thing for me, like when I drop songs, is like, oh, I don't promote it as heavy because I'm not trying to spam it in people's face. But like, bro, at a point, like. You have to take a risk. Be like, okay, I don't really care what these people think. I need to do what I need to do to elevate myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if I mm-hmm. lose my followers, but three more people start sharing my, my music, that's, say, let's say 200 more eyes, yeah. but I lost three followers, but I probably gained like six from the 200 extra eyes. You know what I mean? And then more and more people start sharing it. Because the thing is, people people realistically... Um, I'm gonna go on a tangent after this, but people realistically 
our followers. So once a lot of people start following, like start saying, oh, this person is really good. Like that's when more people and more people will start being like, oh, that's good. So I'm going to post it too because I knew this guy from time. So I'm going to act like I support him. Blah, blah, blah. That's why a lot of people Mm -hmm. in Toronto say, oh, no one supports anybody else in Toronto. But you just need those first couple of reposts and then everybody supports you. It's kind of like how we talked about uh, yeah. the weekend for the Super Bowl. Like no one, no one, yeah. no one's posting the weekend when he's at Dundas Square. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. a big thing is like um, old people. Whenever you talk to them, they're always like, "Make sure you do what you want to do because there's always time to do the right thing." You know what I mean? And I feel mm-hmm. like if I don't post the stuff that I want to post. I'm going to end up like that old mm-hmm. person telling somebody to do what they want to do rather than being the old person that did what they wanted mm-hmm. to do. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, you kind of have to, I think fear and risk are like this. And once you start taking risks, your fear starts dropping because you're like, oh, it's not to, as yeah. crazy as I thought it was going to be. A lot of scenarios that yeah. we fear don't actually happen. So like, yeah. And, and even better. If, if it does happen, what's what's the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. Like, you get a chance to do something else. Like, you could do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, like the world doesn't end because <laughs> you, you made a mistake. W- the worst case scenario happened. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and most times, the worst case scenario is not even that bad. Is oh, these people don't like it. It really isn't. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> do you guys have anything else to say about risks? If not, I think um, last. Uh, okay, you can go. My back. last thing is no, no, go, go. is um, I remember hearing Will Smith on an interview, and he said it was after the first time he went skydiving. It was for one of his like mm-hmm. birthdays, and like mm-hmm. he took Jada with him, and she hated it. She was she was like so scared, but he was like he said the first time he went skydiving was like the best thing ever, and he said that um the the most beautiful things in life are on the other side of your maximum fear so mm-hmm. like jumping out of a plane could be your maximum fear but then you're twenty thousand feet or whatever above the earth and you just get to look at it yeah for like however mm-hmm. long it is and it's just like you get to take it in yeah and those things are eye-opening man yeah. like like when when you actually like say this is this is like different, but like when we were in quarantine at the cottage and I would every day just go sit outside and like literally just like stare at the water. Like I'm like, bro, this this world is actually huge. You know what I mean? Like when you actually just like take a step back and just like actually think like I'm so far from where I actually live and there's so much space out here. Like how many places have I not been? Like, why would I not take a risk and go to this one place? It's just, it's such a small place on this whole big piece of dirt that we live on. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's crazy. But yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I was just going to say from my last point. Um, It was uh, like I heard someone say it, it was like really insightful. Mm-hmm. And it was um the biggest risk like we always think the biggest risk is like chasing something that only you believe in but then they say the biggest risk is really 
doing what you think is safe just to spend the rest of your life doing miserable doing what you don't want to do when like how many times do people say yeah i was chasing a dream and things were terrible but like they were never like really down and they still had motivation there's so many people who have no motivation doing things that they don't want to do and they're doing much better than people who are down trying to like chase that dream that like people are like oh that's hopeless and everything so i'm like you could spend 20 years struggling to get to where you want to be or you could spend the rest of your life struggling in where you are (laughs) and like i was saying i think risks are probably the most important thing that you can do in your life um i hope you guys take a risk and share this podcast on your page today i know i've been challenging you guys to do a lot of things lately share the spotify link share the apple podcast link whatever you listen on make sure you leave a like on youtube subscribe um make sure you go follow nosa make sure you go follow ben make sure you go follow me of course why wouldn't you want to follow me you know i'm going to be posting all the risky stuff now except for the risky test i'm not posting no risky (laughs) but um maybe i'll make a couple i don't make any risk um, text compilation yeah make sure you tune into the podcast been my pleasure talking to you guys and i'm out yo risks